Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's C. Sparky Fiverr, 1250 AM, a fan in beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin, a.k.a. Uh, Hales Corners, Wisconsin, technically, is where our radio studio is. Ryan Horvath is here, but MGM tonight. Catch that weeknights. Hey, Trista Crick and Nick Ashu, uh, part of the BetQL radio network. All kinds of radio affiliates all over the country, or you can check out their podcast as well. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. Uh, since we last talked, yeah, Nathaniel Hackett has been hired. Uh, by the New York Jets uh, to be their offensive coordinator. And immediately when that happened, everybody said, ho, 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 this is like Denver all over again. We're getting Hackett to lure Aaron Rodgers uh, to go to New York. And then today, as we're recording this on Friday, uh, Matt LaFleur's brother is not coming to Green Bay. No, he is going to work with Sean McVay and be the offensive coordinator for the Rams uh, as McVay brings Michael LaFleur in to be his OC. So I- I'm surprised. I'll be honest, I thought for sure he'd be in Green Bay in some role one way or the other, but he goes to McVay, who, again, is kind of part of the family with this LaFleur deal. There's so many of them all connected to one another. Yeah, uh, but, but the question is, does Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers together, if Rodgers were to get traded to the Jets, because now I think the Jets are the favorite to get Rodgers, make the Jets a Super Bowl team? Ryan Horvath, you first. Well, first things first, you brought up Hal's Corner, which yeah. I miss. You know what? You know why I miss Hal? Uh, you know why I miss it so much? Because I was thinking today's Friday. It's yeah. a fish guy Friday. Where are you going for your fish tonight? I'd be going to Bosch if I was local. Before I, I get into Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers, I couldn't tell you the last time I went to a fish fry. What is wrong with you? I, I don't think it? I've had a fish fry in the last year, at least. What do you eat on Fridays? I don't know. Just like any other day, just pick something, Cheddarworth or something. I don't know. Johnsonville Cheddarworth. Well, what are you going to do during Lent? Are you not? Are you, are you just a during Lent? Yeah, we get fish on Fridays during Lent. Yeah, yeah. Because anyway. again, a Catholic that's old school Catholic that still doesn't eat meat on Fridays, even though yeah. people make fun of us old school people if we're doing it. But yeah, so Fridays during Lent, yes, fish fry. Yes, go ahead. All right, now on to the question. Yeah, now I'm hungry. So uh, I think. Um, well, I told you two weeks ago that I tried to request that bet that the odds for Aaron Rodgers' next team. Oh yeah. Will Rogers start under center week one. I couldn't find the odds anywhere. So I requested the bet and I wanted to go Aaron Rodgers to the jets. And then, uh, you know, when it popped up on the market yesterday, it was plus plus two fifty. So that's the favorite right now to land Aaron Rodgers. It's either the jets or it's to be back in green Bay. Uh, and then yesterday I wake up to find out that Nathaniel Hackett's been hired. So obviously the jets are doing what the Broncos did last year. They figure we bring in Hackett. We have a shot at Aaron Rodgers. Because what did you see on tape? What did you see on film last year in Denver? Or even from the Green Bay run? Because, again, Hackett was the offensive coordinator, but it was just a title. LaFleur is the play caller. So what makes Robert Sala want to move on from one of his best friends, Mike LaFleur, to go with another friend in Nathaniel Hackett when the film from last year, Denver was awful on the offensive side of the ball? Oh, wait a second now. Hold on. I've already been – I've I've already been reading no, numerous New York writers saying that they've done their research, they did some digging, and it wasn't Hackett's fault that the team was dysfunctional and there was more issues going on behind the scenes that people realized that it wasn't Hackett's fault and pretty much anybody in that situation would have been screwed. Yeah, I read that same stuff, and it's all nonsense. Like, I go back, I watch <laughs> all these games like everybody else does on the All-22. Like, Hackett was the problem. Don't get me wrong, Russell Wilson wasn't very good. Did you watch what happened to the team when Hackett was canned, when he got fired? The offense actually started scoring some points. They almost 
Kansas City Chiefs. They kept up with them in a shootout and ultimately lost that game, the one game that their defense didn't show up. Uh, yeah, I mean, but if it's all just part of the pitch, the recruiting plan to land Aaron Rodgers, then I think that probably does make them at least a Super Bowl contender. The thing if you're Aaron Rodgers, though, and I get Green Bay's already said, we're not trading you to an NFC team. You have to go to the AFC. We don't know if they've even said that. We don't even know where this is. We got Rodgers on McAfee going, hey, this is all conjecture until I figure out what I want to do. Goody has said the entire time that he expects him back. That's why they gave him the long-term contract. So from those two saying what they've both said so far, we we are at the point of he's getting traded. Oh, how? How did we even get here to begin with? We have him in New York. Like we, like Brett ended up in New York with the Jets. Now, again, uh, th- th- it would be well, comical if that's how this ends up happening. He goes to the same damn team and pushes his way out. I think maybe I'm wrong. He doesn't want to be in Green Bay. He has no interest in staying in Green Bay. And he wants them to say that it's a mutual parting to cover his rear end. That's how he gets himself out of Green Bay to go somewhere else because he wants Jordan Love to get his shot. I think to me, this is all Rodgers. Goody is saying what Goody believes. Rodgers is trying to spin it as much as possible. McAfee put him on the spot on the show. McAfee said, hey, man, you keep throwing out there if they want me back. Well, he said he wants you back. So, like, did they tell you something different? And Rogers is like, I would just hit my microphone. Rogers is like, oh, no, right. no, man. But, I mean, if you sit back and you look at the situation, you know, they got Jordan Love and da, da, da. Right. You're making all this crap up in your head. It's all being – all up in his brain is what's coming up with all this trade crap. And then as the media, everybody's running around like, okay, they're trading him. They don't want him back. They're going to trade him. But – if just go back and watch McAfee. Rogers pretty much says this is all made up in his brain to get himself all wound up. There's no evidence that they've ever said to that man, dude, we're done. We're trading you. He himself said that's never been said. Goody, the man making the decision, has said he wants him back. Again, if he gets traded, it's because 12 doesn't want to be here. Period. No, I don't think so, because I think that he does want to be in Green Bay. I think that's where he wants to finish his career, like he says. No, I believe that. I think they're ready to move on to Jordan Love. I I don't care what Gutekind says. I don't care what LaFleur says. I don't care what Mark Murphy says. I mean, if Ian Rappaport, and I don't care what Adam Schefter says either, but when Ian Rappaport has the report that they would listen to offers, that means they're listening to offers probably from teams in the AFC. They don't want to trade him to the NFC. But if I'm Rodgers... I mean, yeah, okay, so the Jets are loaded with skill position players. You're going to go throw to the are they? eventual rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson. Brees Hall will be back, what? Coming off injury. Yeah, most likely. I mean, they almost have too many wide receivers in that wide receiver room. Denzel Mims can't even get on the field in Green Bay. He's probably your number two, your number three wide receiver. Oh, so I'm not sold in that wide receiver room at all. Not oh, at all. Not even the least bit. No, Garrett Wilson's good. I'm fine. I'll give you that. But the rest of that wide receiving core, I don't think is anything to write home about. Tight end position. What's great at tight end? Uh, the running back well, position, I agree with you. That kid was a stud before he got hurt. But again, I mean, you see Bakhtiar, it's been a couple, it's going to be a couple years now. We're still screwing around that knee. You have no guarantee what that knee is going to look like. The rest of that running back room hadn't been very good for the Jets at all. To me, it's as, it's it's more of a certainty of what you have in Green Bay than what you're going to have in New York with the Jets. Yeah, I mean, I like Corey Davis. I kind of like Denzel Mims. I like Braxton Berrios. I like Elijah Moore. I like Tyler Conklin. I like this. you got to sell Aaron Rodgers on the names you just said. Do you he, think Aaron Rodgers knows any of that? He's those guys up on McAfee, though. He, do, you he, think he knows, do you think 12 knows any of those players or anything they've done? 
You know what? No. Yeah, because I didn't throw one name at you. He's got an old pal on that roster. Old Malik Taylor. Big game Malik is on that roster. Oh, He's wide Lord, receiver stop. number six. So there you go. Malik Just Taylor will stop. be part of the – weren't you guys trying to tell me that Malik Taylor – not you. Not people me. were trying to tell me Malik Taylor needed more snaps. That was Here's Mike Clemens. Clemens was oh, a big Malik Taylor guy. Wasn't Mike Clemens the big Malik Taylor guy? I don't know. My favorite, I think so. I, all I rem- the only Clemens report I remember was the one where he talked about how Devin White was a big fan of horses and he owned three of them. That was my favorite. <laughs> that was my favorite Clemens report of all time. He owns three horses. I'm like, all right. I don't know if I want him off of that. But there's a lot of responsibility for a college. I kind of actually didn't want to dig into it more, but there was there was oh my a yeah. God. Hey, so here's the I was I was agreeing though. Like I like the Jets' weapons. I like Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. I think the Packers' defense could have a bounce back year. Uh, and I like the offensive line with Bakhtiari fully healthy if he comes back. And you just paid Elton Jenkins. You bring back Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. And if you go to the AFC, you have to compete against Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, who hasn't even won a playoff game, but I'm still going to throw him out there because he's great. Um, like, look at all these guys in the AFC. Look at the teams, man. And possibly you, Brady with the Raiders. I think Brady's going to Miami. He's looking at houses or houses. He has a house in Miami already. He's looking at schools. I got a text a couple weeks ago. Hey, Tom Brady's in Miami looking at schools. And now it's went viral. They have pictures does, of does it. Does live there? No, I think she's, I don't know where she's at. I know that, um, I think she's out of the country right now with her Tybo instructor. Yeah, yeah I saw that. But what but my point is, if you're divorced, yeah, then you have to be relatively at the same place unless the other one signs off. So if you're going to be sending kids – now, she lives in Miami. Well, then, yeah, then it's going to be the Dolphins. Then, yeah, I agree with you because then he can see his kids, still take them to school, do all that stuff. But if she's not in Miami, she's somewhere else, and that may dictate where he ends up. You had a whole commercial about this. What if you yeah, Thomas Marola, baby? You're playing with fire. That's you're right. get <laughs> play with fire, you make it burn. No, but Sparky, if I'm Rodgers, I want to stay in the NFC because I'm competing. Like, look at the playoff teams this year. I'm competing against Daniel Jones, Geno Smith. Look at this weekend. I mean, I like Jalen Hurts a lot, but he's never won a Super Bowl. Brock Purdy's the starting quarterback of the 49ers. I want to stay in the NFC. The NFC stinks. We think the Niners and the Eagles are good because they're playing to go to the Super Bowl this weekend. They have both played a bottom 10 opposing schedule of defenses and offenses. They haven't played anybody this year. Green Bay, that was their best offensive performance this season was against that Eagles team. Jordan Love hung points. Rodgers hung points. I think that he should try to – but if they're not going to let him stick around in the uh, NFC, I think he just needs to go back to Green Bay. Because, yeah, I think he makes – to answer the question – him and Hackett, I think, make them a Super Bowl contender. I don't know about a Super Bowl team just because, man, Mahomes. Uh, the ba- the Bengals still got Ryan, another two to three. Ryan, do they win their yeah. division? Where do they finish in their own division? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't know what the Bills look like next year. Uh, they still they have Josh Allen. Yeah, they need a number two wide receiver because that's not Gabe Davis. They're going to get Von Miller back from that injury. They're going to lose Jordan Poyer. Micah Hyde should be back, but he had a neck injury. I think the Bills still win the division. I would still pick the Bills over the Jets. I think the Jets would be a wild card team. And what I think about Rogers if Brady ends up in Miami? I I see. I I still would think Miami's probably a nine ten win team because that defense gives up over four hundred and forty yards True. per game. You know, yeah. the defense DVOA is like twenty nine thirtieth. You know, the pass defense is terrible, and a lot of those guys are only going to regress. They're only getting older. Like I like Xavier Howard, but. 
he, if he's your number one corner, I think you're in big trouble. Uh, so that, that's a, like, that's why I like the jets because that defense, that's a fringe top 10 defense when healthy sauce Gardner as a rookie was the best corner in the league. They have pass rushers. They have a pretty solid front. And so Rogers would really only have to go up there and put, you know, 24, 28 points on the board to win these games. And I think they, I like the skill position players enough and they have money to spend. I'm gonna yeah, say I, this. I, think that's, I think that's the best fit. I think that's a better fit than Miami. Rogers imagine says, I, I don't want any animosity. I'm not going to have any animosity towards them. Hopefully Packer fans are like me. I'm going to tell you something right now. You can, you can mark this down, save it, put it on Twitter. I don't care for damn what you do with it. If he gets traded somewhere and we hear he's working out with those wide receivers prior to training camp on his own, it's over. I'm done. I'm all done. done. Roger. I'm done with him forever in a day. If he goes to the Jets and goes, hey, dude, let's go out to California. Come my place. We'll work out for a couple weeks. So we're on the same page when we go to training camp. If he pulls that crap, I'm done with him. You could forget it. Because dude hasn't done it one time out here in Green Bay when he should have been doing it and has it. So if all of a sudden he goes to another team and now he wants to build chemistry. Now he wants to get on the same page. I That's it. You could count me out. You ever wonder if maybe like Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson and those guys, these young guys, maybe just don't want to go hang out with Rodgers? Because Rodgers does work out with other players. He posts some of his uh, videos. You know, he works out with a lot of like defensive linemen and offensive linemen. I that, saw that last a lot year. Of running, he, he, I know. He works out with Bakhtiari during the offseason. They always yeah, post videos They're together. best friends. Well, yeah. So I just wonder, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think him and Devontae really needed a whole lot of work in the offseason. They, had a they great didn't play. hang out off the field either, though, did they? I don't think they, no, they think hung that, out. No, no. Do you think if, if Devontae could do it all over again? I know that was his childhood team and he wants to live in Vegas and this and that. But do you think if he could do it all over again, he would have stayed in Green Bay? No. No, because he'd be in the same situation under a long-term deal, still not knowing who the hell his quarterback is next year. It's just funny now, though. The that problem he is he's in the Derek same situation with the Raiders now because they're going to trade Derek Carr and, and he's in the same situation. But at least now he's close to family and his grandparents and all that stuff, so it's not as bad. And there's no snow and no cold weather to have to deal with, and so I don't, See, I don't think it would have mattered. That's the lug. That's the good thing about and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. That's the good thing about being a wide receiver, a running back, a linebacker. There's no pressure on you to win a Super Bowl. It's like yeah, yeah. you want to win, of course, at the end of the day. But if Rodgers doesn't come back and win a Super Bowl. His whole career, he was a bust. He was a fraud. If Peyton didn't get that second ring and Eli had two, you think Peyton wouldn't have been able, wouldn't have been able to sleep at night if, if Eli finished with two and he didn't get that second one? It's funny. Back when I worked at uh, WISN back in the day with Homer, I remember when they drafted Eli, I said Eli would win more Super Bowls than Peyton by the end of the day, and I was laughed at, and he damn near did, almost. Now, what is a good yeah, regular season? He did. We're not counting that second one for Peyton. You and I could have. Well, technically, they're going to though. But you're right. He didn't. No, technically, he had yeah, one. Yeah. Right, and he lost one too. Uh, okay, lost a couple actually. Uh, how many guys do you expect to follow Aaron Rodgers to a new team if he is traded, and who would those guys be necessarily at the end of the day? So, does he convince the team he's getting traded to to bring his posse with him? So is he rolling with Mercedes Lewis, Lazard, Cobb? Are they all rolling with him to the new team to go play with him in New York or Miami or Vegas or wherever he ends up getting traded? If he gets traded, I still don't think he will. But if he gets traded, do you think those guys roll with him or he demands that they roll with him? Now, Rodgers is that kid that goes to the new school and forgets his old friends because here's no what's going to happen, man. 
No way. Maybe, okay, maybe like a Mercedes Lewis on the cheap because he could still block. But Randall it's going to be a hard sure sell. It's going to be a hard sell for Rodgers to go to a general manager and owner of another team and say, hey, I want this 33-year-old slot wide receiver. I want my 55-year-old kicker. I want my 39-year-old third-string glorified tackle at this point tight end. I, I just, I don't know. Maybe Lazard, but here's the, like Lazard is a number four, number five wide receiver on a good team. So I just I think if Rodgers is going to play elsewhere, he's going to play with guys with more talent. He's going to do what Brady did. You know, New England didn't have the talent, so he goes over to Tampa Bay and he's throwing to Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Yeah, he brought Gronk with him. So maybe Cobb because, you know, Gutekinds doesn't want – they didn't want Cobb back in the first place. That was a favor Correct. to Rodgers. Probably Cobb would Cobb. be a nice vet to have in that wide receiver room going forward, though. Probably Mercedes Lewis. I would hope not Bakhtiari because as a Packer fan, I want him to stay. If you look at the numbers, man, and you go back and you watch those games when he actually was on the field, he's still a hell of a player. And I think he's going to be, I mean, fingers crossed, but you would expect him to be healthy next season. And if not, then you make that decision. But especially if you're going to go to Jordan Love, you got a young quarterback making his first starts in the NFL, his first real starts taking over. You want him to have the best weapons and the best offensive line possible. Because I don't want to go into a full rebuild. That's the thing that – hurts the most about talking about trading Aaron Rodgers. Everybody just expects, hey, 10, 11 wins, you know, maybe, or maybe, hey, a six, seven win season. Then we win 11. We lose to the Cardinals in the playoffs, but then we win the Super Bowl. It's just, I don't, we, even though it's only been two Super Bowls my entire lifetime, we have been spoiled with really yeah. good quarterback play, fun teams. That's why I hate arguing with guys like Winkler and the social media crew that want Rodgers gone. I have fun every season. I mean, yeah, I don't get out of bed for a week after they lose in the playoffs, but I would rather win 12, 13 games every season with Rodgers than be the Chicago Bears or the, be the Detroit Lions sure. or you know, Minnesota Vikings and win 7-8 every year at best. Uh, so, I, yeah, I, I don't know how many guys, though, that, that he'd be able to bring with him. Probably just Cobb and Mercedes Lewis, right? I agree. I, I think those two go with him. Uh, Lassard, uh, I agree with you. I, I really want to see what his market value ends up being. Again, MVS got 10. Is he going to get himself $10 million a year? And will he get more than, you know, two or three year deal? That That's that's what I want to see. MVS got that deal because of how fast he ran. That's why MVS got that deal with Kansas City. They had to replace Tyreek Hill, so they paid him. That's how he fell into that. that that's the main reason he got $10 million a year. I don't know if Alan Lazard gets that. I still say he ends up in the Bears. Chicago makes the most sense. Knows the offense with Getsy as the offensive coordinator. Gives him a veteran wide receiver to pull with Justin Fields as far as helping him learn kind of what they want to do. I think that that makes the most sense. And they have a ton of cap room, so they could give him stupid money, I guess, uh, at the end of the day. All right, topic number three. Jerry Gray has been interviewing all over the place for defensive coordinator positions, including Chicago. How big of a loss would losing Packers defensive backs coach Jerry Gray be to this organization, Ryan Horvath? Yeah, this is what I want to talk about. Well, everybody else wants to talk about Rodgers because I I think this would be a huge loss on the defensive side of the ball. I think, honestly, I I don't root for guys to lose their job because you go back, you watch the film, and don't get me wrong, Joe Barry is terrible. And I read an article today, and it was kind of putting the details together. It was about how Jair is better when he's in man press coverage, when he's playing press coverage. And I'm so sick of watching that soft zone coverage. And I know Joe Barry did make some adjustments the last four games of the season. Defense isn't the reason they didn't make the playoffs at, you know, the last month of the year. But uh, I was kind of hoping that maybe if they were going to promote within and they were going to move on, that maybe Jerry Gray would take over as defensive coordinator. Just because – 
it seems like he has control of that locker room and guys buy into him. We were talking about the adjustments that Joe Barry made that final month of the season. Also, we were talking about look at the quarterbacks that they face, Baker Mayfield, Justin Fields, right. et cetera. But, you know, it comes down to we hear the reports, well, it was Jerry Gray who lit a fire under the defensive backs in the secondary. Right. You know, he Cussed laid in out the- or whatever he did. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that, man, that's been my problem with this defense really for the last 15 to 20 years. They don't play with any fire, man. There's just, there's no dogs. And, that's what I kind of like about a guy like Jerry Gray. I think wherever he goes next, he's going to be a star. I wouldn't be shocked in a couple of years if he was a head coach somewhere, maybe at the collegiate level. I've just always been a really big fan. I don't think people talk about him enough. And, uh, man, I, I, I was just kind of hoping that maybe uh, if they were going to move on that he would uh, get he'd get the promotion because I think he's at least got control of that locker room. The guys, like I said, buy into what he says. This is my thing. Um, how much better was Eric Stokes getting? Yeah. Uh, Rajul Douglas uh, had a good year, really good year last year. They paid him. I don't think he had as good a year this year as he did last year. Not horrible necessarily, but not as good. Um, Jair Alexander, uh, not all pro. Uh, I think you could say Jair Alexander regressed a little bit. He was given a more big place probably than he had uh, the previous year as far as explosion plays go. But he was getting timely interceptions at the end of games that helped him win games and stuff. So he was still making a big impact. Clearly the number one corner on the team. Clearly still one of the best corners uh, in the league. Uh, And then uh, who else uh, is there to talk about as far as Jerry Gray goes? I'm not saying he didn't have an impact. And you're right. Rallying the troops, guys buying into him, being a former player, like all that stuff works and helps. Is he replaceable? I don't know. I I would assume you'd be able to, you know, get a DB's coach in here one way or the other. It's a pretty veteran-laden group. I mean, all three of these guys have been in the league now for a while. So it's not like you got to come in and coach up two rookie corners in their first year, and coaching is going to be critical to how well they're going to play. Once you have a veteran group at a position, I don't know how much really that position coach really plays in other than making sure they understand the scheme, where they're supposed to be, the coverage. But as far as technique and that other stuff, I don't know. Maybe I maybe if Gary and Leroy were on this with me, they'd tell me I'm nuts. But once you get to a certain point, I think you are who you are at that point, and there's probably not going to be a lot to change you. Well, like I would like to ask Leroy because as a former B, got a former DB, got to stick up for the defensive backs, and I know, and they all did regress. But let's be honest, like Rasul Douglas last year, Rasul last year was playing with house money, got himself paid. But he's either he's the guy that's going to make a play, he's either going to have a pick six or a fumble recovery, or he's going to give up a touchdown. And that's always kind of been him. He's a little bit of a gambler. That's his, that's his entire career. I don't want to put everything on the secondary. The safety play was not good this year, but Savage has been regressing the last couple years. Yep. And Amos is just getting old, man. He's just getting a little bit older. And, uh, you know, I mean, um, he's been through some stuff the last couple of years on the field. He's, he's, he's always out there making plays. I just uh, – you go back and you watch these games – and the beginning of the season, the problem was they were blitzing like crazy. Any, it could be the best secondary in the league. You could have the best DBs out there. And if you're not getting any pressure on the quarterback and he has four or five seconds in the pocket, eventually somebody's going to get open. So the problem was they were blitzing like crazy. Then when they started to play their best football on the defensive side of the ball, it was because they were finally getting natural pressure. They were dropping more guys back in coverage, which was the adjustments we were talking about from Joe Barry. So I don't want to put it all on the secondary. I think Stokes will be fine, actually, if he's healthy next year. And I think Jair will have a bounce back year if they use him the right way. So I'm not going to put it all on the DBs and Jerry Gray, but the defense was just a mess as a whole. I think they need better pass rushers. Once they lost for Sean Gary, man, it was just it was a mess. I mean, you're relying on Dean Lowry. Uh, I think Amari played well. 
He did pretty good. Yeah, I know. But like Preston Smith shouldn't yeah. be your best edge rusher in the right. year 2023. Look at these teams we're about to watch this weekend. Nick yeah. Bosa, all those guys on the Eagles. And then like the Eagles, they don't even need pass rushers or defensive linemen. They have Jordan Davis and they're like, yeah, let's just call Sue out of retirement. What are you up to? <laughs> yeah. So th- that's my point. Um, and it helps the secondary when you actually get a pass rush. All right, uh, time for predictions for the uh, aforementioned games this weekend. AFC and NFC Championship games for the uh, numbers. I go to BetQL. Uh, and we have San Francisco and Philadelphia. Uh, that's the first game on Sunday. San Francisco, uh, actually the Eagles, are favorites in this one by two and a half. Over under 46 and a half in this one. Ryan Horvath of BetMGM tonight. I expect you to get this right. Uh, yep. What do you like in this game? Oh, I'll get it right. The Eagles are winning this game. Uh, I like the Eagles a lot in this spot. Brock Purdy, he's been a fun story. The ultimate underdog. I'm sick of the ultimate underdog and fun story. Just like I was sick of the Horned Frogs, TCU, after a while. I'm sick of Brock Purdy. He's going to throw an interception this week. He should have thrown three last week. I just think the Eagles, man, since Jordan Davis came back from injury, since they signed all those guys from uh, the left wing of the retirement home, suing all those guys, they've been a little bit better against the run. They take away the deep passes down the field. The one area where you could actually attack the Eagles secondary is those short little passes, one one to nine yards down the field. And I think San Francisco will probably still have some success on the offensive side of the ball. So I definitely wouldn't play the under. I'd play the over. I just think the Eagles are too hard to stop. We talk about San Francisco's defense, and they're great. But the linebackers take away the middle of the field. Uh Man, I mean, and then Nick Bosa's the best pass rusher in the league. They have a great defensive line, but their secondary isn't great. 28th DVOA uh, in the slot. Slot receivers are averaging 10 yards per reception against them, and then they're also getting killed on the outside. So I think Devontae Smith's going to have a huge day. I like to him, him to have at least 70 receiving yards. I think A.J. Brown's going to have a huge day, especially if you listen to his comments uh, yesterday. He said, I'm not trying to be a diva, but – I'm a playmaker. I want the football. So I think over four and a half receptions, I think he scores a touchdown. I just think the Eagles are too hard to stop, man. And even if you do take away all those weapons, try to take away guys like Miles Sanders, Boston Scott. So let's have- talk about that. So I was listening to uh, yeah. the fan earlier today, 1250, and they were talking about this game. And they were having the conversation on the DA show, the morning show, about they think Philly is going to be in trouble if San Francisco takes away that run, because then it's going to be relying on Jalen Hurts' arm to win that football game for Philadelphia. And there are a couple of guys who are questioning whether or not if they take away the run and become one-dimensional, whether or not Hurts can win that game. I would say you. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I think they're actually going to come out and they're going to uh, throw the ball to set up the run later on in the game. Everybody just expects them to come. They're not going to run into a wall. You can't run the ball against San Francisco. I actually took the under on Miles Sanders, under 58 and a half rushing yards. Okay. I think it's going to be a big Jalen game. I like Jalen over nine and a half rushing attempts. I think he's going to beat him with his legs and his arm like he did against Green Bay. I think, yeah, you could stack the box. You could take away all those running backs because they have three backs that are capable of going for over 50 yards in this game. But I think it's going to be a lot of RPOs and it's going to be a lot of Jalen using his legs. The reason I was hesitant on betting the Eagles a couple weeks ago or making the case for them to make the Super Bowl was because week 18 when Jalen came back from that two-week injury, no quarterback design runs, didn't push the ball down the field, only two passes, went over 20 yards, I believe. So, so I mean, he was dealing with a shoulder injury. I just wanted to see how healthy he was. And then he proved. I mean, he didn't have to do a whole lot against the Giants because that game was over in the second quarter. 
but he used his legs. He got out of the pocket. He looked damn good. I I think he's improved more than any quarterback in the league, kind of like we saw from Josh Allen last year. He can make all the throws now. Last year, he couldn't throw to the left side of the field. This year, he loves throwing to the left side of the field. A.J. Brown's out there, so I think he – I think he, I, I think he probably should have won the MVP, but he missed those last two games, uh, or two of the last three games, I should say. I think he's going to have a monster game. So I like the Eagles to win here, and I think Jalen has a big game. Bengals uh, at the Burrowhead uh, against uh, Kansas City. The Chiefs, I love that they call it Burrowhead. That's amazing, and they should. They've dominated Kansas City in Kansas City. They've just won constantly. Uh, even though at the beginning of the week we did our bonus podcast with Ken Barkley. Uh, the Bengals were actually favored in this one at that point by, I think, one and a half or two and a half, something like that. And now all of a sudden, the Chiefs, all that money came in on Kansas City. Now the Chiefs are favored uh, by one and a half. Over under this one uh, is 48. That's the second game on Sunday. What say you, Ryan Horvath? Yeah, this is the best part about sports betting is like you just follow the line movement and you could have had both of these teams as underdogs, which I do. But my bet, my big bet is the Chiefs. I think it's my favorite bet of the NFL season just because of what you said. You know, the Kelseys. And here's here's really quick. I don't know if I've given you my take already. I saw somebody steal this already from another sports book. So let's remind the people I came up with this first. The Kelsey Bowl. That's what we're getting. It's going to be Jason Kelsey against Travis Kelsey. The parents are going to be there. The mom's going to be there. She's going to have the split jerseys all week long. She's going to be all over our television sets. She doesn't know who to root for. She just wants them to have fun at the end of the day. They're both healthy. Yay. It's going to be the Kelsey Bowl. That's going to be the story we hear all week. That and it's Andy Reid going against his former team, the Philadelphia Eagles. The storylines are all there. The Chiefs are winning this game. I know Mahomes has a high ankle sprain, which is a devastating injury. They're going to shoot him up. I think he's going to be just fine. I think they're going to be able to run the ball in this game. I think you're going to see a lot of Jarek McKinnon rather than Isaiah Pacheco because McKinnon's better in pass protection. So I like him to go over his rushing yards, over 26 and a half. I know we call it Burrowhead. I know Burrow's 3-0 and against Mahomes. That's kind of why I like Mahomes. NFL Network, everybody's turned this into a legacy game for Mahomes, which I don't think is fair. Like, I don't think it's fair when Rodgers, when the Packers lose uh, the championship game, how it's Rodgers' fault. I don't think it's fair because Burrow is playing, yeah, with a banged-up offensive line, but that line wasn't good last year, and he gets rid of the ball quicker than any quarterback in the league, under three seconds every drop back. Mahomes is playing with a high ankle sprain. If this is a regular they season They say he's game, fine. They all say he's fine. Every report I've seen says he's good. He's fine. Well, he's not going to say, hey, I could barely get out of bed today. My wife had to help no, me. No, the other players are saying that he's fine. He ain't the only – he's not saying it. I'm saying everybody else is saying he looks good. You know what? I'm saying he's fine, too. He wins this game. He goes over his passing yards prop. He throws three touchdowns in this game. We've done this with Mahomes all season long. I treated him like Rodgers this year. I went all in on the Chiefs because we had people coming on our show – let me give you a good value bet. The Chiefs to miss the playoffs. Mahomes, he's not going to be the same guy without Ty- Tyreek Hill. That's craziness. Like, this isn't Aaron Rodgers at 40 or 39 right. losing Devontae Adams. Yep. This is Patrick Mahomes. In my opinion, it took me a while to come to the realization in terms with this, but he's the best quarterback to ever play the game. Brady's going to be the most decorated. He's going to have the best resume. Mahomes does things on that field I've never seen. He's going to find a way to win this game. What makes me uncomfortable Saying this, though, is just watching him last week on one leg on those stretch runs. He couldn't even hand the ball off Correct. He was on one leg. I think he's going to look better, though. I like the Chiefs a lot. What about you? You like the Bengals? I, I, I'm me personally. I, I want Burrow and the Bengals win the whole damn thing. That's what I want. I, I, do, but- I, I would love to see Burrow beat Mahomes because you know what's going to happen? 
Kansas City is going to freak out. Like they are going to have serious freak out going on in Kansas City because they already. I've already been. I told you before. I've already been on down there once on Six Ten Sports talking about you know Rogers only winning one, Favre only winning one, blah blah blah. That's what's going to start to be said down there. And I'll tell you, not only is Mahomes going to hear it, Andy Reid's going to hear it because people are going to start saying, "Hey, Andy Reid can't win, the, can't win these big games. We're not going to put it on the quarterback. We're going to put it on the coach." And next thing you know, it might be Eric Bieniemy might end up being the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs while every, nobody else will hire him. He might be the guy that replaces Andy Reid. And Andy Reid's out or retired, g- gently just walks off into the sunset. I'm done, Eric. It's all you. Good luck. I don't need to deal with this uh, anymore. See you later. So I kind of want to see the, the the controversy because Josh Allen's feeling some heat about not being able to beat Burrow. And now Burrow could do the same thing to Mahomes. Zero and four against Joe Burrow? Please. Come on. Hey, by the way, Joe Montana is number one. Go ahead. I knew I'm fine with that. Okay. You're going to yeah. go Montana number one. I don't yeah. know that Montana can make the throws that Mahomes or Rodgers. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying, if you're telling me best quarterback of who do you want in that game, I'll Montana take Montana. Brady? He's never lost a Super Bowl. How many has Brady Fair. lost? Fair. Your reasoning for wanting Burrow in the Bengals, though, isn't like, man, those fans, they've been tortured for so many years. They deserve no. something. You just want to watch the world burn. And that's the difference. You're a hot <laughs> take artist. There is. Like, I I would take Andy Reid in a heartbeat or Patrick Mahomes. I understand the game of football, the NFL playoffs, is so fluky, right? Like, Dan Marino never won a ring. I still consider him a top-10 quarterback. If Andy Reid retires with one ring, I still think he's one of the greats. Hey, man, Burrow might be Montana. He might, be Joe, he might be Joe Cool, too, where big pressure, doesn't really rattle the kid, just goes out there and does his thing. Like, he might be that guy where he just kind of accelerates in big game situations and you can't flap him and you can't stop him. And as we've talked about, they are loaded on offense. Now, they're not going to be able to keep all of them, so he's going to get a short run here. But while he has it, if he rolls off a couple of Super Bowls here before they eventually start losing guys like T. Higgins and these guys, I'm sure they'll probably replace him. But as long as it's him and Jamar Chase or Montana and Rice, look what I just did, maybe, they, that, that could be a problem because all these guys saying Josh Allen's, Josh Allen's so great, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't know. Patrick hey. Mahomes, he's the most talented. If Patrick Mahomes is done with one, at one Super Bowl, that's all he gets in his career. You can go back to those Brett Favre comparisons from earlier on in his career because that's where we're going to be back at. Use this for the podcast clip because this is a message for our friends and <laughs> the Bills fans. Our friends that are Chiefs fans, our friends that are even Chargers fans that haven't won anything yet. Everybody out there, enjoy these next couple of years, Cincinnati Bengals fans, because eventually this run comes to an end. The T. Higgins, the Jamar Chase, the Hayden Hurst, all those guys. Pretty soon it comes down to you either keep guys or you're watching Ladarius Gunter cover guys like Julio Jones and <laughs> NFC championship games. So enjoy these next couple of years while you got these quarterbacks on yep. rookie deals or cheap deals, because pretty soon when you pay them $150 million, you got Brad Jones and Nick Perry and broken down versions of Clay Matthews trying to make plays on the defensive side of the ball in the biggest games of the year. And let me tell you this, it doesn't end well. It doesn't matter if you have Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, nope. uh, you know, John Moxon, Joe Moxon, whatever the hell the guy's name is from Varsity Blues, it doesn't matter who your quarterback is when you have the 32nd defense in the league. And that's what that's what we've seen, you know, the second half of Rodgers' career. Guess what I did last night, by the way, before we wrap up? What'd you do? Got home, turned on the NFL Network. Guess what was on? It's championship week. Guess what game would just randomly be on as I get home last night at 12.15 a.m.? Oh, I was going to say, what was on? I was flipping through the channels last night. Okay. 2014 NFC oh. championship game. Guess what I did? 
turned it off and went to bed. Well, I turned it on and it was the third quarter. So I turned it on and I watched the condensed version one more time just to torture myself. It gets you more. Have an, you have an issue. Like, why would you do that? Because I have this. You weird... watch something that makes you laugh and relax before bed. Why would you watch something that makes you physically ill? I have a conspiracy about the game. Of course you do. What? I think, I think the league wanted the Seahawks in the Super Bowl for some reason. The more I watched that game, what's I just, the reason? A conspiracy well, theory just... has to be led by a reason of some sort. Because what the hell is Mike McCarthy doing in the second half? It's just, and I know Rodgers is hurt in that game, but we see it because remember they go down three, and they have no. I don't uh, want to do this. No, hold on, hold on. They got a minute on the clock because they blow that lead after the onside. Marshawn scores the rushing touchdown, and then Rodgers, uh, they kick a field goal to send it into overtime. Rodgers is the ball's humming out of his hands though. McCarthy, the entire second half, it's. Halfback draw Eddie Lacy out of yeah. shotgun. Halfback draw Eddie Lacy out. Like three straight downs, though. Or it's early downs, just halfback draw, drop Rodgers back, third and seven, third and eight. He takes a sack from one of the best defenses in NFL history. We call him a choke artist. McCarthy was so bad in this game. It just makes no sense. And then in the second half, we don't even get the halfback draws to Eddie Lacy. It's James freaking Starks. And then I, we already know Morgan Burnett, interception. What is Julius Peppers doing waving him down he did the he right thing that's what he should have done no he should have waved him down in that game i've defended that forever and i will continue to defend that the day i die yes you absolutely you tell him to get down don't fumble the ball we got the lead get down and don't turn the ball back over yeah because you don't know he comes <laughs> running back somebody knocks off his hand Seattle gets the ball back and everybody's like why didn't he get down why didn't he get down julius peppers did the right thing I'm not done. I'm not done. You practice special teams every single day with your hands team. Jordy Nelson has the greatest hands on this planet. I would take three bullets for that man. He is waiting just to recover. Yes, I would. Two, maybe. He's waiting just to maybe one. He's waiting to recover the onside kick. What the hell is Brandon Bostic doing playing hero? So then Slocum's chewing him out. That's not even the worst. That field goal for Mason Crosby should win the game. What is HaHa Clinton Dix, who is actually excellent on this day, two interceptions in this game, on the two-point conversion? Russell Wilson goes like 50 yards behind the line of scrimmage, flings up some crap, and HaHa, you thought the Kevin King, uh, you think that, that he misjudges yeah, that, that one against yeah. Tampa. Do you remember this play, though? No, I do not you remember the HaHa Clinton Dix. Thing. Go back and watch that FC Championship game tonight. we got to do a podcast on it next week. Oh my you God. need to do what I did. I'll give you my password. you got to go back. you got to watch each playoff loss and tell me which ones you actually put blame on Aaron Rodgers for. Now that he's gone and he's a Jet, we have to do that before. But as I've said before, I don't consider Rodgers a choke artist. Rodgers didn't throw picks to cost you games. Brett did. Peyton Manning did. Certain guys played horribly in playoff games. He didn't play as well as the quarterbacks he was playing against necessarily. And you could say, well, that's because their defense was better than the Packers' defense. Whatever. I don't consider Rodgers a, a choke artist. I never have, never will. So I, I don't necessarily put all of the blame on him one way or the other. But as we've talked about in the past, and it will always hold true, he just doesn't have a lot of big moments in his career. He doesn't have a lot of big game-winning drive moments where you're like, dude, remember that one? Remember when he came down from the minute 20 on the clock and marched him down the field and won the game? Like, those just don't exist on his resume right now. They don't. And See, I don't know like, who's to blame for it, but they just don't. But the week before that, Dallas makes one of the great throws in NFL history. They win that game because of him, right? Yeah. Uh, 
you know, the, the, a couple of them, unfortunately, and in that game, he doesn't get the ball back in overtime. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's fair though. But uh, I did torture myself with that. And I've never, I've never seen a collapse like that. I went back and even watched the Vikings come back, the 30 point collapse from the Colts this season, man. I and watched that, one, that whole thing. I did. I did. That one, you kind of like see it and, you're, and it's unraveling. But not I'm like telling that game you. Of that was not Dix. Like I have no idea what he's doing. Bostic, what is he doing? Uh, I, I don't know how much you believe in the powers above or karma or whatever. Colts and that Jeff Saturday hire, they got what was coming to him on that fiasco. That oh, yeah. that was that was payback indeed to Jim Ursay for like, what the hell are you doing? And now they're doing this little show in Indianapolis, interviewing a hundred guys, and now we're gonna bring back a bunch of other guys in for second interviews. Ursay's not talking to anybody. But Ursay's involved in the second interviews now. Jeff Saturday's getting that job, y'all. I don't care what anybody says. Jim Ursay convinced Jeff Saturday to come in and said, look, if it goes great, you're the coach. If it doesn't go great, you're the coach. And Jeff Saturday said, well, how do you know that's going to happen? Because none of these guys are your guys. And we're just going to tell everybody he didn't have his own coaching staff. He didn't have any same personnel. He came in in a no-win situation. Nobody else would have done any better. And now I'm going to give him all the tools that he wants. And now we'll see how he does. And Jeff Saturday, you're the, you're the coach. Why else would Jeff Saturday agree to come in with everything in the world stacked against him to coach in the second half of that season? None of his own coaches. He had no say on personnel. Doesn't know anything about calling plays on offense or defense. So he's got no control over that. Gives the keys to the offense as some kid just out of high school who's never called plays in his life. Said, here, go do it. He knew, I'm telling you, that dude knew he was getting this job for next year going forward. Three-year deal, four-year deal, whatever it's going to be. And then it's going to be, Chris had nothing to do with this. I'm making this hire. He's going to report to me. He's not going to report to Chris Ballard, the GM. He's going to report to me because that's a new thing around the NFL now. Everybody's going in Denver. The new head coach is reporting to the owner, no longer reporting to the GM. He's now being rep- going to the owner. And apparently Sean Payton had a horrible interview with the Broncos ownership group. So it doesn't look like he's getting it at this point. There's, there's thought that Shaw's going to get it. The former Stanford coach is going to end up with that Denver job. David Shaw? Yeah. He's a great coach. That was a talk last night on NFL radio. Yeah. I I would be fine with that. But the problem is, man, I feel like he'd be set up for failure and he'd be out in two years. That's the only thing. The Colts need to, let's be honest, Jim Ursay should have no say in anything anymore. No chance that's happening. No, I know, but he shouldn't. After the bathroom, Josh McDaniels. That actually might be the best thing to ever happen to the Colts, though, and Jim Ursay. I wouldn't want Josh McDaniels either anyway. But uh, I I feel like Jeff Saturday hired, the only way that that made any sense or would work out is if it was like a college-type deal where you hire a guy like, we'll use college basketball really quick, like Penny Hardaway with no coaching experience because you know if you're in that area, he's a legend. He's going to be able to recruit. Or Jawan Howard at Michigan, if I'm in the Chicagoland era and area and Juwan Howard comes to my house from the Fab Five and recruits me, I'm probably going to go play. But you have to surround yourself around smart football people. And they really haven't done that. They like gave him an offer that nobody had ever heard of. Yeah, Deion Sanders, who has Mike Zimmer following him. Like, you could, you could be the hype man, the pitch, the salesman. But, like, in the NFL level, you can't have that. Jeff Saturday has no business as an NFL head coach. None. But he's going to get that job. Mark Oh, yeah. Wins. Yep, he's going to end up with it. Ryan Horvath. Yep, Ryan Horvath. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. Follow me at Sparky Radio. We'll do this again next week. We'll see what two Super Bowl teams we're talking about next week and between now and then, maybe probably some more Aaron Rodgers news as well because you know Rodgers is going to own the news between now and the Super Bowl. That's how this is going to go. He's oh, going yeah. to own the news cycle. I thought he was done on McAfee when the season was over. 
what was he doing back on McAfee when the season was, do they have him through the Super Bowl? Do we know? I don't think so. I think, I think he's done now. Oh, they might have him through the Super Bowl. And then he's done. So probably two more appearances. Oh maybe. my God, I hope not. Oh my God, please, no, no. I No, just be done with it, please, for the love of God. Have a good day. He might be done.